Welcome back, folks, to The Mel Wright Show. This is episode 187. We really got a great guest this time on the show, folks. I know I say that almost every time when we have a guest, but I've been really looking forward to this interview. We've got Christy Murdoch-Elgar, and she writes for Igman, and there's not much she doesn't know about content uh, writing. Um, Christy, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Sure. Hi, I'm Christy Murdoch-Edgar, and uh, I own Writing Real Estate, W-R-I-T-I-N-G, Writing Real Estate, and uh, I write for uh, brokers and real estate companies all over North America, and uh, as you said, I also write for Inman. I have a couple of columns there, and then I do a lot of feature pieces for them as well. That's great, and I've got my great co-host, Robert Newman. Would you like to introduce yourself to the new <laughs> listeners and viewers, Robert? Sure, sure, the five of them. I'll introduce myself. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my name is Robert Newman. I'm the founder of Inbound REM. I am a, a real estate technologist of well over a decade, and uh, if you want to learn about some of the lead-generating platforms and, and how to use them or who to use and why to use them, you should uh, check out my website. And you should also check out John's website. He's been working on a an automation tool for a long time that is starting to, to really um, be a thing that you should uh, that you should look at. Yep, um, thank you for that, Robert. So, Christy, um, I, I know quite a few agents, and they all know on their website they should be writing some decent content, you know, um, blogs, and they start off with um, all enthusiastic, and then it dies quickly, and or people say, I have no idea what to write. Mm-hmm. No, in no shape or form. So maybe we could start this conversation off with some ideas or some insight on what kind of content and the mechanics and how much time they should um, place on writing content for their blog, their website. How does that sound, Christy? That sounds great. Absolutely. Uh, I actually dropped a blog post about this yesterday um, because I had talked to a client who said, um, well, it doesn't really matter what's on the blog, right? I can just put anything as long as Google reads it as something new. And uh, I I ended up not bidding for the job because it was like we were so not on the same page. I think it really matters um, what you're writing. And uh, what I always tell people is you want a combination of really up-to-the-minute, interesting, current uh, content. And then I think maybe like a third of evergreen content. So there are definitely those questions that everybody gets all the time about the finance process or about the local market. Um, and, and there's a place for that. Uh, but I don't think that you want a blog that is all that because you're going to end up with something that people can find in lots of places. You're going to end up saying some of the same things other people are saying. Um, so my thing is always get people in there with something exciting, but then let them see some of the other evergreen content so that they know that's a resource they can come to for everything. Um, so I think that's, that's, you know, one of the, one of the things I would say to people is, is have a mix. Um, some people want that very, safe kind of tried and true content and you just can't build your whole blog out of that because it's just not going to you know draw in people and that's part of the thing you've got to get them there in the first place okay, yeah sorry, I, sorry Robert. Yep. all right um i totally agree with you so what would be some more exciting topics 
things to write about than the, than the normal things you would come in your mind connected to a real estate agent's website? I think it's all about authenticity. And it's all about who you are as a person, not just as a real estate agent. So, you know, one of the things that people are really afraid of is narrowing their audience too much, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write about, you know, this little neighborhood and then nobody's going to want to read it or I'm going to miss out on a client who's interested in something else. But the reality is if you're writing for everybody, you're really writing for nobody. Um, you know, you've got to be writing for somebody specific. And I think um, narrowing down a little bit getting into a niche that you're writing for, getting into a really specific area that you're writing for, or even, you know, if you know everything about shopping in your town, like you're, you're a big shopper, you know all the shops, um, you know, that's a great thing to write about. If you know about, because you've got kids and you know everything about the schools and the little festivals and activities that go on, write about that. I have a, a really, really good friend and client in Alexandria, Virginia. And she writes about, you know, life with a toddler in this very specific part of Alexandria, Virginia, because that's what she knows. And, and it's awesome. And her content is really useful. And there are a lot of young moms out there who are going to get a whole lot out of that and really, really connect to her in a deep way. And I think that's what it's all about. That's quite lovely. Um, so, guys, I'm going to jump in here and, and uh, edify or clarify on something that uh, Christy opened up with, guys. Uh, there's a difference, two types of content she's mentioning. She said evergreen, and then she said a regular blog post. So evergreen, just for those people that don't know, which would be most of our audience, Christy, is, um, is, a, is a terminology that we use in the professional writing world that identifies a piece of content that you intend to keep on the website forever. So in other words, let's just say that, that you as a realtor do a market report, which a lot of realtors do. So you have a couple different things that you can do. You can produce a new market report every single month, or you can produce an old one. Or what I like to do is I like to do two. One is a, is a monthly update. And another one is the state of the market for the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you, you have a number of different things that you want to do, but guess what? You don't actually want to keep putting down a market report that then says 2019, 2018, it's actually healthier in Google's eyes to do a global market update for a geo-specific area and then update that once a year, every year. And that's what would be called an evergreen piece of content. You have every intention of keeping the same piece of content on your website for the life of the website. And as long as the content is high value, that's an extremely strong strategy to, to to utilize in terms of SEO. And then the other type of content, which is what Christy was mentioning, like interest pieces, lifestyle pieces, things like that, they could be timed or reviews on restaurants can be timed, like this new restaurant opened up on West 7th Street, which falls directly in the, the real estate area I service, that kind of thing. Anyway, I just that's what I wanted to say earlier, Jonathan. All right, there we go. So um, I really get... Um, it's it's I'm, I'm struggling for the right words. It, it your example about the lady and writing toddlers for a large section of real estate agents that I see, I totally agree with you there. Um, what you said, but it's a slightly difficult 
way of positioning yourself that a lot of real estate agents struggle with. Am I right about that or am I not Absolutely. Right? And I think a lot of it comes from that fear that you're going to miss out on somebody. Um, that if you're not talking to the broadest possible swath of the market, you are, there's going to be some great million dollar listing that you're going to not get. Um, and in reality, I think the people who are big generalists um, struggle a lot more than the people who are really focused on a niche, um, who are really focused on a segment of the market. And so, you know, to me, to get your stuff read and to have effective distribution, uh, which is the other piece of it that I think is so important, um, that really requires a very focused sense of who your audience is and who you're writing for. So again, if you're writing for everybody, you're not going to have that. Uh, so the more you can drill down and really understand who you're best equipped to speak to, um, the better you're going to do. Plus, the people you get from that are going to be people you're going to enjoy working with, and they're going to enjoy working with you. And that's so key. You know, I mean, we've all had clients who we've either had to fire <laughs> as a client, or they were not. Ha- they were just never happy with us, and it was just never a good fit. And I think if you're bringing people in through content that really should be something that's sort of a a first stage in um, connecting you to those people. And so when you're connected to them, you're just going to have a better working relationship. So So, you you use that word distribution. Um, um, I think I understand what you mean by that. Can you go in a little bit more detail about that? Yeah, and this is what, you know, I, uh, I wrote an article recently, you know, this is the biggest mistake that you're making with your content. And I, and I think that that's really true. People have this beautiful content and they don't do anything to promote it or distribute it. So, you know, you can distribute in lots of different ways. You can um, certainly, you know, send it out through social media. You can certainly send it out in an email blast. You can do sort of a video version of it or an infographic version of it that links back. Um, And then if you're thinking a little bigger, you can, you know, look for media channels where you can start producing content or you can start, you know, sharing content that you have done on your blog. You can have another version of it for a media channel. Um, That was really how I started with Inman. I had a blog uh, post that got a lot of attention, and I just thought it would be a useful thing for people. And I sort of blind pitched it to an editor at Inman, and she's turned into a really good friend. And and we do a lot of work together. Um, but it started out purely as I was seeing response to something from my blog that uh, I shared there. And it, what was and the it something? My business tremendously. That I mean, oh, it was. Um, it was the one thing you need to know to write better property descriptions. Ah. And, it, and it, was, um, it was basically don't bury the lead. You know, start, let your first line of your property description be the wow factor. Because so many people start out with sort of, you know, this is a two-bedroom, two-bath townhome. And everybody knows that, right? That's what the listing is for. That's what people searched on Zillow. So that is not helpful. Um, so, you know, start out with, you know, the view or the... Um, entrance or the privacy or the fenced yard or whatever it is that's going to make that pop for people who are looking for, you know, some little feature. Um, And so it was, you know, just a a very simple concept, but it got a lot of play. 
Oh, most of the most of the greatest marketing concepts are simple. They're they're hard to execute. Right. You've heard me use this this analogy before. It's very similar to Michael Jordan saying, "Everybody's like, what do you practice first? Your jump shot?" And this is back when he was really famous. And he right. said, "No, I wake up every day and I practice my dribble." And the same thing goes for. It's like it's easy yeah. to for you and I to sit here and go write like uh, an amazing headline. Like, right. but I've <laughs> sat at my desk and and struggled with just yep. the header of a blog post sometimes for hours, depending on. Yeah what the blog post is and you, and you run through all the normal variations, top 50, this top 10, that and you're like, gosh, shit, I'm so tired of top whatever's. And then you go back to the drawing board. So my, I'm going to, I'm going to expound a thought that I have for the property descriptions. If I had to say one thing, try to figure out what your USP is. Every property, every, everything that you do, pick your favorite feature and then work that into the title. It'll help because you did it. You just did it right now. When you gave the example, you did a favorite feature, and that's a unique selling proposition. So my house here has a jacuzzi. It has a lot of other great things, a nice yard, and this, that, the other thing. But my favorite element of the house is, is, this, is this saltwater jacuzzi thing that we've got going. So I would use that as part of my USP, like, and maybe say it, an island in Van Nuys, you know, something like that. Like eye catching, and then people go, well, "Why is it an island?" Well, the house has a lot of water features. Yeah. So that's anyway. That's my my ten cents. There. Totally. I I live in Florida, and I write for a lot of people down here, and so everything is about how close are you to a lake, a canal, <laughs> the intercoastal, you know, whatever. And so that's that's the first line almost automatically. You know, if there's any kind of water feature anywhere. So yeah, absolutely. That's the wow factor. Right, we're going to go for our break. Uh, I've really enjoyed the conversation so far with Christy. Um, we'll be back in a few moments and we'll be discussing what she sees as some of the most important um, things she's covered in Eggman in 2018 and, what, and what, how she sees things going in 2019. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. We've had a great discussion with Christy Murdoch. Um, So, Christy... What were some of the key um, articles that you've read, you've written yourself or you've read around some of the key subjects you thought emerged in 2018? One of the things that I really saw that was, uh, that was interesting for me personally, but was also interesting for the people I was interviewing um, was, you know, there's so much now with climate change and the impact that that's having on the real estate market and, um, you know, these destructive storms and flooding and things like that. Uh, we saw so much of that last year, the big earthquake up in Alaska as well was another big um, sort of disastrous uh, thing that happened. And so I've talked a lot this year with people who are in disaster recovery and the insurance industry, and especially insurance for these big commercial developments and things, um, and risk management. And everybody is talking about um, starting 
really starting, which is shocking to me, um, that that's not further down the road. But people are really only just now starting to take that into account with the way that they build, the way that they insure. And I think for the individual agent, understanding uh, the risks associated with your local area, that's going to be really a big part of your due diligence going forward. And, and I don't think it's on many people's radar. So that was the big thing that I took away from uh, last year in terms of some of, the, some of the big sort of macro trends that I think are going to start moving down um, into individual markets. Funny enough, I totally agree with you. I was listening to a radio program, it was on public radio, where they were saying that people are starting now to realise that their moving decisions have to take this into account because the ability of some areas to get insurance or affordable insurance, and this also covers... Northern California, Southern California, and Nevada when it comes to fire risk as well, doesn't it, Christy? Yeah, that was a big story that I did actually was in the aftermath of that. And um, it, it's just, it's incredible that we really haven't taken into consideration. And when you think about the average homeowner having a 30-year mortgage, you know, it, what, what the market looks like today and what it's going to look like in terms of the impact of that over the next 30 years, I mean, it's a huge consideration. Um, any other um, themes, topics, stories that come to mind? In terms wait, wait, wait. Before we uh, oh, go on, sorry. into that, John, um, you should take us to break. I have. You did? Yeah, you I did. did. Break? Yes, I did. Wow. Where was I? I don't know. I don't know where you work. Uh, 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 I've found the conversation very fascinating. Okay. Oh. Wow. All right. Embarrassing. <laughs> right. Not, um, not unusual, but still embarrassing. Okay. My bad. Please right. continue, Christy. No, no problem. Um, actually, so- actually, I do have something a little bit more specific. So, Christy, I, I want to steer us back to the part where we're talking um, about uh, what you write, but But some of the things that I'm kind of curious about, like I'm on your blog right now. That's actually what I've been doing is I've been looking at your blog while while we've all been talking. Oh, there's Um, that's that's a good thing. You've been so engrossed in Christie's (laughs) blog that you did right. That's right. That's right. I I mean, that's actually not untrue. I would normally go ah shucks and and shunt it off, but that's the only thing I've been looking at. It's one of my only joys (laughs) in my life. Please, Robert. So I, I'm noticing that you seem to do about four images per blog post, uh, maybe five. Is there is there a formula that you use for adding um, like uh, con- like elements, content elements to your blog post? Do you have a format that you follow? Yeah, I uh, recently read maybe two or three months ago. You know, I used to just do sort of the big header image and maybe one other image later. And um, I recently read that people can only process maybe a couple hundred words before they need a break. <laughs> and, um, and I always had thought about that in terms of formatting, you know, and, and doing different headers and different sections or, you know, switching from just text to bullet points or whatever. But I, uh, I started using images uh, after each section. And uh, I, don't, I don't know how much of a difference it makes in readability, but there are studies that indicate that that does help and it just it gives people um a little pause so that they don't feel like they're just reading a wall of text oh hey 
Did that answer it? <laughs> yeah, no, it did. Sorry. The, everything paused for me. I think that my system got slightly overwhelmed because I actually hit play on one of your Facebook, um, or I'm sorry, on one of your YouTube videos. And then a friend of mine messaged me at the same, Never mind, guys. Oh. My, my system got overwhelmed and everything froze. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so I'm going to point something out partially okay. to keep you on top of your your media game. I'm super excited to see that you got into YouTube. And I personally am actually, John and I both constantly drill home YouTube. John's contribution to YouTube content, he has two businesses. He does two of these shows and he he basically produces these and turns these into YouTube video. Uh I do this and I do YouTube video on top of that for my other, I love YouTube. I love video marketing. It is one of my favorite formats. Um, I've had great success using it as an enhancement to my content. Um, I personally believe that a lot of the most unique elements about my content come from the video, just because I'm a, I'm a stream of conscience communicator as opposed right. to a writer. Writing for me is very tough, even though I've done very well with it. It doesn't come naturally. I'm not a natu- like a natural writer, mm-hmm. whereas I am a natural communicator in this format. I'm not, you know, so which I, I know a lot of people wouldn't be, and that's the first thing that you say in your one YouTube video. But anyway, world people go check out YouTube Christie's YouTube video and drop her a comment on it so that she can brand new. It is brand new. I literally uploaded my first video last uh, Friday because every, because I am a natural writer. Um, I I have a master's in English. I taught English for years at one of the best schools in the country. Um, So that's my background. And, um, and as a middle-aged woman, especially, I, I, and I hear this from my female clients all the time, um, you know, we really struggle with how we look and being young or being whatever. And uh, so it was something I always put off. And I was talking to a PR uh, friend of mine last week, and she said, okay, there's just no more excuses. You got to do it. So I said, what am I afraid of? And so what I was afraid of was looking my worst. Mm -hmm. So my first video, which I did Friday and it is no makeup, (laughs) no hairdo. I hadn't even had my roots done. So, I mean, it was rough. And uh, so that was, that was my idea. If I could put that out there, then I never had to be afraid of anything else again. So that'll be my weekly uh, little, you know, quick video every week. Um, called Totally Driven. That's the uh, sort of the concept. And I film it in my car because it's the only quiet place with no kids and no dogs. And uh, so that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Thank you for, for pointing that out. So that is a, a new venture for me. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure. And I, I got to say, as a person, as a human being, I deeply, I deeply admire the courage and the tenacity and, and everything else. I Listen, I am the video content that I personally look at, I don't look at the, the really well-produced stuff. Like you can see my place, it's a mess. I believe <laughs> that the value that we have is if we have a valuable message, yeah. people will tune in and they will listen yeah. to your message. I have been saying that for a long time. I, I do the same thing that you do in the sense that I prove it in this, like I'm never going to be a guy that does fancy video. Not, not really. I don't think I will be. I, yeah. I just like really heavy focused, like message focused content. And if your message is merely, look, I can do this. You should be doing this too. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love, you know, it's all about authenticity and, you know, I'm of a different generation, but I identify more with 
a younger generation that, you know, they're tired of being sold to. And, you know, a lot of the people that I feel like I communicate to are, you know, younger realtors who are really trying to build a business and build a brand and they need content. And um, so, yeah, if, if I can put my 49 year old face on there with no makeup, a 25-year-old just starting out can definitely be doing that. <laughs> no doubt about it. I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. Anybody could really be doing it. I made Absolutely. my 89-year-old my, my grandmother do a video with me. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I mean, the power awesome. of the yeah. world that we live in, the technology, the ability to pass messaging along, it's a new format for storytelling, and storytelling is as old as humanity itself. That's right. So I, I, I'm deeply engaged in authentic storytelling, and I, and I love the fact that you took yeah. – took the gainer and any anyway i think i think our audience should tune in because uh, i think it's a great lesson in it anybody can do it and should be doing it because it's um it also allows you to engage in a different way with the content producers yes. when you're doing blogs yeah. like yeah. if people follow you like like get to know you christy and then and, and my big belief is is that's a right. big part of seo and marketing in general and you don't, I like yeah. your story about your friend, but what it doesn't show us, what it doesn't tell us is how do people engage with her personally as she's telling these stories? Like, is she capable of making fun of herself? Like, did her, did her kid throw his food into her face this morning? And is she getting on a video going like this? You know, well, so, <laughs> you know, it's like, if, cause if you see that, we're, you're like, we're curated oh. now. Everything is so curated and people, you know, and I, and I think about this a lot in terms of Instagram as well. Uh, you know, we, we used to take photos so that we would have memories and they were for us and they were personal and it didn't matter that they were perfect. And now everything is outward and everything is produced and curated for the world to see. And it makes it really difficult to get in touch with that really authentic moment or that really authentic look. And, um, and I think video is the place that we can do that yeah, if think, we're not too precious about it, you know. <laughs> I think we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show, folks. Hopefully Christy's going to stay on for some bonus content, which you'll be able to see on the MailRite YouTube channel and on the MailRite website with a full transcript and other links to some of the topics we've discussed in the podcast. And definitely to Christy's blog and a, and a new YouTube video. Um, Christy, um, <laughs> how's, what is the best way to learn more about you, your thoughts and what you're up to? Absolutely. Um, just writing real estate is my, uh, is my website, writingrealestate.com. And there's a blog there and uh, subscribe and, and you'll get the, the blog every couple of weeks. And then, of course, uh, on Inman, you can go to my author page and it's constantly updated. Tomorrow, um, there is an article coming out about what the Big Lebowski can teach you about blogging. So I think it's going to be a really fun one. People are going to like it. So. Oh, I love that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Robert, how can people find out more about you, your thoughts, and what you're up to? <laughs> uh, do a dan rain dance? Pray to the gods? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, go to inboundrem.com. He's fristy. I don't know. Feel good this 
Christmas three weeks. He's been, yeah, yeah, he's been ill, folks. Like, he got the, he got the uh, virus that I got oh, earlier on. No. Yeah, it was so not fun. I, I, I barely made it through our last show. I'm so sorry about that. I, I was not, I was not in a good folks. place. Anyway, you can find me at inboundrem.com, which we constantly, constantly say. YouTube, LinkedIn. I mean, all the places really. Uh, I suggest you just follow the MailRite show, though, for the most part. And and for those of you that are looking for some deeper knowledge or in the market for real estate uh, website or want to want to talk about or like look at look at a different perspective about SEO for real estate specifically, then you can check out my website. Other than that, just follow the show, download the show on. Um, I'm getting really excited about our numbers, guys. Help us out. Share the show with your friends who are in real estate. I'd appreciate that. And if you want to find out more about MailRight, go to mail-right.com. It's the all-in-one real estate agent marketing platform. If you're new or you're an intermediate agent and you're looking to get your online marketing, uh, improve it, MailRight is the platform for you. And if you want a free demo from me, you can. there's a link in the top right-hand corner. You click that and you can choose a day and time and I will show you all the features of MailRight. It's been it's been a blast, Christy. Like I say, um, in the bonus content, we'll be talking about some of the more major subjects in two thousand eighteen and what she sees in two thousand nineteen. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Mm-hmm.